Welcome to Geek Therapy. This week we're talking about your favorite movies. You know, the ones you watch when you're feeling kind of down. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because I've had a pretty bad week, Lara. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not the worst week. People, I'm sure other people, I know other people have had a worse week. There are me, a lot of reasons to have a worse <laughs> week, but for you, yeah, that doesn't invalidate your experience, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody has a limit, right? And yeah. um, um, this is just, I mean, the last two months, I've had three deaths in the family that have affected me in very different ways. I I had an opportunity that kind of ca- uh, came to me. Um, in a very interesting way, and I was very excited about it, and it didn't pan out, and mm-hmm. I was pretty bummed about it. Um, and I've been having health issues, right? I yeah. Mean, it's, it's weird, right? It's like it's these stupid kidney stones, but I mean, damn it, it's been such um, – people who ever uh, had them really bad must know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, like I went to the doctor last week hoping to finally take care of half of that problem. They were like, oh, no, no, actually, you need to get another operation to kind of <laughs> finish the job that the first one got. And I'm like, oh, and just just I saw myself. I saw my reflection on the on the subway um, one day this week and I just looked miserable. Like I could no. tell I was in pain. <laughs> oh. oh. And then to top it all off, so like tomorrow I have um, that operation. And to top it all off, I'm I'm catching a cold. I've that's caught a cold. Wonderful. Yeah, that's I just you know. It's the the universe is just trying to like dump everything on you at once right now. Yeah, just why not? Um, I mean, I do think it's possible that uh, I'm just getting sick because um, emotionally I was feeling really down. Yeah, um, that's a thing. Yeah. For me, that's very common. Usually, if I'm getting sick a lot, it probably means I'm uh, not not doing so great um, in that in that regard. So, so what I wanted to talk about was that um, I kind of after I got like or the majority of all the bad news, then I I went to I decided that I was going to just watch all my favorite movies or a lot of them <laughs> over the weekend, and and I I had not. Um, needed to do that in a long, long time, and I went through a few of them. So I hope did you did you get a list of your movies? I've I've got a list of movies. You got a list. I got a list. You got a list. I don't have yeah. it written down, but I have it. Yeah, no, no, these are, <laughs> right? These are like personal. I don't take notes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and and at least the the point I kind of want to make with this episode is um, the idea that we can use content that we really like not necessarily as or not as escapism or um, avoidant behavior but we can use it with with an intention right and right so it's different to think i'm going to watch something that is just going to make me forget about everything versus saying i'm going to watch this movie because it makes me feel good and i could Mm -hmm. use some feel good right now um, and there's also other things. So, so we, we can we can take turns. Um, the the first movie that I went to, or or movies that I went to, uh, were the Matrix trilogy. Okay, all okay. three of them. All three. Those of them. are yep. Those are, without a doubt, my favorite movies 
for many, many, many reasons. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I think it's a really good series of movies to watch. First of all, you have to like them. If you don't like them, then this isn't going to work. No. But I think, that they, <laughs> I think that they're really good for when you're in an existential crisis, right? Because the movie is all about finding your purpose or questioning your purpose and believing in yourself and other people believing in you and you believing mm-hmm. in other people and the power of those of that dynamic um is is i think highly recommended for if you're going through an exist- existential crisis and and it's also like those those movies are probably the most influential pieces of content uh in my life for in, in many many ways and they're yeah, also Yeah, we've had many debates about, about the Matrix trilogy. You who who's had debates? You and me. You and, you and me. me. We have had well, not debates, debates. I love the first movie. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> and you yeah, well, love and everything. All of it. I, and that's I fine. Do, I do. Fine. I do. I love a uh, damn right it's fine. Um but but the one of my favorite things about the the movies is that it's it's a very strange kind of philosophy 101. And there's this symbolism in almost everything that is happening, and so in the, in that sense, it's a very like it's a it's a game it's a it's a game it's a movie that is also an exercise for my brain because mm-hmm. it goes into some deep stuff and then it gives me wonderful kung fu fight scenes that entertain me, and then it goes back into some symbolism and some and some philosophy and. I don't know that up and down that that um, I don't know it, the the different layers of it. It's just a movie that there's three movies that I I thoroughly enjoy because of that. They're definitely my favorite. It it got the job done absolutely. Almost practically, just those three movies alone got me out of my funk. And in in a way, I was I didn't necessarily start watching them with the intention of getting answers or some sort of solution to how I was feeling. But they definitely helped. So those were my first. Uh, those are the first movies that I saw over the weekend. Um, That's some powerful stuff right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. If those movies can pull you out of that funk with mm-hmm. all that stuff you listed off. Oh yeah, I mean, j- just for movies. for reference, um, by the time I was done with the third movie, I was already pretty excited about working on different um it had changed my perspective on a lot of things of the way i was feeling and i was already hard at work on new stuff and i was excited about it and and so i was instead of a rut i was kind of on a high at the end of it and and active so they worked again they work for me this is this is kind of the point right yeah so what is one of yours all right so for me I think it, when I'm down, it depends on what mood I'm in. Because usually, I don't know, I've, I think I've talked about this when we talked about music a few weeks ago. Like, it depends on the mood. Like, if I want to be, like, if I want to be sad and, like, stay in it for a little bit and let my brain sit in it and, and work itself through. Or if I want something uplifting. Or if, or if I just want something funny that makes me laugh. Um, so I have a lot of different things, but ultimately I think the movie I have watched the most times, my all time favorite movie um, is Braveheart. Oh um, yeah. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. Uh, I think there's something about 
movies, particularly with me with inspiring soundtracks. Oh, okay. Um, That's good. So you go through my list. A lot of them are going to have soundtracks that, that, that pull me into this mood of like, I can do something. I mean, I just finished Game of Thrones this week watching the latest season and the soundtrack alone made me like i want to go out and do something (laughs) i need to do something with my life (laughs) and then of course i just stay in the same rut but um braveheart i think there's a lot to do i mean the movie is sad at the end but um throughout it there's this like theme of you can fight whatever is coming at you and you can do something to make your life better and make other people's lives better. Um, and you can inspire others to do the same, um, through your actions and your sacrifices. Um, but yeah, that's my all time favorite movie. And people are really surprised that it's not your typical geeky movie. Like, I don't know. And it's a Mel Gibson movie. I'm it's not okay. a huge. I'm not a huge okay. fan of his. I'm a huge fan of that movie. Um, side note: My dad's really into genealogy, and he told me that I am a direct descendant of the villain in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what <laughs> I thought I you were going to say. <laughs> I cried. I cried. I said, "No, I'm on the wrong side." Um, Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Not what I thought you were going to say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's a, that's a good movie for me. Um, it's been a while since I've watched something that I've previously watched. I think I got into this mindset once I got a Netflix account that, like, there's so much out there. Why would I spend time watching something again when I can watch something new that I haven't seen before? But I think talking about this makes me want to watch all these things again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's the idea of like uh, giving yourself a prescription, right? Like you you know what you're going to get from that movie. So that's why you would go to it instead right. of the unknown of something new. That's like, you know, novelty and entertainment is something different than just, you know, getting what you need. And maybe you haven't watched that in a while because maybe maybe you didn't feel like you needed it or, or, or didn't want that. Or I was getting it from something that I – that I like I just mentioned I watched Game of Thrones sure. and it really inspired sure. me. I hadn't watched that, but I got something out of it, so I didn't yeah. need to go to the the same old same old. Yeah. I mean, those those themes were were prevalent in this season, right? About like uh, uh I had mentioned in a previous episode, I tried to, you know, tiptoe around it since you hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, but, and that scene you talked about oh, was so good. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, it's so good. I told you how when would you have ever imagined that those four people would be Standing in the same room, or those three people would be no four, yeah, four, yeah, yeah, four. would be standing in the same room having any sort of conversation, let alone that one, right? Never, oh, so good, never. <laughs> it was so good, yeah. And then I think was that the last episode, or was that the, it? Might have been the second to last. Either way, yeah, it wasn't the last. Like one, no. either way, those last two episodes just left me like, oh, I wanted to do something, and I immediately now once um i just i looked it up and i there was a targaryen uh i wanted a targaryen for president shirt <laughs> or a stark for president shirt and they have targaryen stark 2016 shirts <laughs> and i want one and i want to wear it on election day oh so good also i mean in the future we can talk about how 
women rule the world in Game of Thrones. Like it's completely shifted. It's all the who women run who are the in control. World. Yeah, yeah. Girls. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, this season was good. Good. We can talk about it. Um, Another time. Let's talk yeah. about movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof, but that's so good. Um, so, some of the stuff you said in Brave Heart reminded me of uh, another one of my favorite movies, which is Newsies. Have you ever seen the movie? I've not seen the movie, and I've not seen the musical. So, the, but I know that I've been told I have to because it's so good. <laughs> so it is. It is one of my favorite movies. Um, it was one of my favorite movies as a kid, and then I've come to appreciate it way, way more as an adult. It's about um, newsies are the the kids who would sell the newspapers on the street. You know, extra, extra. Um, mm-hmm. So they they would buy the newspaper at one price from the distributor or the for the 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 press and then they would sell it at a profit um right. it was just the deal so the the newspaper the people in charge of the newspaper decided to hike the price instead of of the newspaper itself to consumers they decided to raise the price to the newsies and the story is about how the newsies this bunch of kids throughout new york city they all go on strike and they form a union. And first of all, like the music is fantastic. Um, it stars a very young Christian Bale <laughs> singing and dancing. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> Which, um, you know, after Batman is just, what? And American Psycho and everything, right? Um, yeah. It's just uh, so, so funny to watch. But the, but the, the, uh, the soundtrack also means a lot to me. Like that's one thing that I love about it. I have the soundtrack on my phone. Um, it's something that I that I enjoy on its own. But the movie, again, it has these themes of somebody, like this abuse of power. Um, they The kids talk about feeling invisible and not feeling appreciated and how they're not going to stand for it. And, and just the power of uniting together and of standing up, you know, to the man. And um, it's it's a lot of fun. But those themes, you know, as an adult, I've come to appreciate those things more. So after I watch the movie, I feel... Like, like there was this activist in me that was asleep and all of a sudden, you know, wants to do something about something. And every time I watch it, it's, it, it, it gives me something a little different, but it's definitely energizing and, and motivating in that sense. More in a, in a very, like, reactionary way, you know, because mm-hmm. cause somebody is trying to, like, take advantage of them and, and, and they just want to show their value is kind of the way I, I interpret it now. Um, so again, things that like at the moment those were those were you see it in a different from a different perspective, right? It's over a hundred years ago. Um, I happen to live in New York City now, but <laughs> most yeah. of the times I've watched that, I, I've not lived in New York City. But it's a very different New York City, and it's a very different world. And and these are a whole bunch of young kids, right, selling newspapers. So, but there's still so much that is uh, relatable and just really exciting. Like you root for these kids. So hard. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so I've been I've been watching uh, Newsies, one of my favorite one of my favorite movies. That one helped a lot this weekend. That's good. That's good. What else you got? Oh, what else do I have? All right. Um, so I don't know. So there was the inspiring soundtrack thing, and there's a couple other movies that go along with that, but. Um, I think uh, I got to go with – I have a bunch of Disney movies that are, like, my real go-to. Ooh, okay. 
Um, Disney has been a part of my life since I can remember and a huge part. Um, it was really important to my mom to go to Disneyland like every year and everything. So, um, in fact, I'm about to go this weekend. Um, but Disney movies, I think there's something I, I watch them. They, I can judge a person based on what their favorite Disney movie is. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. So, that's how I categorize my friends and and what do you what do you different. let's do this backwards I, I, what do you no, think there's, there's no like what do you think mine like, is I, no, 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 no I can't p- figure out what yours is but why would, I, but if you're if you're so good at doing it the other way I around can't why it, can't you I do can't it this way I can't do it that way because there's so many movies there's if you had so to many guess movies. which one I don't know what am I what type of like what, when I hear the movie I? I can tell like where like if I especially if I know somebody for a little bit like I can tell like what they like about that movie usually but okay um it's really it's hard just throw me on the spot what's my favorite <laughs> Disney movie what do you think my favorite Disney movie is well I don't judge people based on their Disney movies but <laughs> I'm gonna go with damn this is hard right because there's like I'm thinking um, it's got to be going on almost a hundred years of Disney movies now, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, Snow White was in the 30s. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm because we're a similar age, right? We were kids during the golden the, age in the 90s, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So I'm guessing it's one of those. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go for, without any real reason why. I'm gonna go Little Mermaid. Oh. You're wrong. Okay. Beauty and the Beast? Um, No, that's my sister's favorite, and she's... Are you a Lion King person? Yes, I am a Lion King I'm person. a Lion King person. Lion King is the best. It In is. fact, one of it the is. first dates I had with my wife was sitting on the couch singing the Lion King the whole way through, and she tells me that that's when she knew... That it was meant to be. <laughs> we were both singing all the songs from The Lion King. But it's one of those things that's like energizing and like, not all, but most Disney movies have songs, lots of lots of songs. And so if it's something that you've watched and heard repetitively, especially as a kid, it just brings you back. Um, and you can sing all these songs and it gets you singing and dancing and moving like... I don't know. Lion King is the best for me. It's really sad. I cry like a baby every time. But it, that's kind of that like catharsis, that like getting it out. And then it's got that that heartwarming ending and the inspire once again, the inspiring ending um, to kind of get you feeling good. True, um, true story. Um, every time I've gone to uh, karaoke with friend of the show, Alima, too, there's at least two Lion King soundtrack songs in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's um, not necessarily, um, I don't know, um, not at karaoke, but I there's like little, I'll hear Little Mermaid songs when I, I worked at a summer camp and like Little Mermaid, everyone busts that out. Um, and you're right about that golden age of, of the 90s. Um, yeah. Before Lion King came out, Aladdin was my favorite. Huh. Um, my favorite uh, 
movie. Once it, again, lots of really like good songs and um, yeah. I don't know, yeah, funny funny sidekicks and <laughs> I mean it's Robin Williams in that one. But yeah, yeah. Lion King. I think I kind of that was the last, and I realized that this like a year or two ago that it was the last Disney movie my mom saw. So mm. I think I really connected with that, hmm. um, and yeah. I don't know. I just love the art style of the 90s com or not 90s comics, <laughs> 90s yeah. cartoons, um, the 90s animated movies. Um, so so in but, so in the case of The Lion King, is it just is it just like comfort food? Does it just make you feel good? Does it remind you of your mom? Like it's it- it's all of it. I think come for me, all Disney movies are, are comfort food and some things are more than others. I'll go to Lion King or um or Aladdin, or Beauty and the Beast, or Little Mermaid. All of those, like, 90s ones. More so than, say, Pinocchio, or um, or Sleeping Beauty. Um, another one that's big for me is Lilo and Stitch. Um, that one's comfort food for me, too. I love that movie. Yeah, there's, like, this and other stage, one, right? Which is, like, Lilo yeah. and Stitch, and Emperor's New Groove, and, Mul- and Pocahontas, and Mulan. Mulan was yeah. good for me, too. I like that one. Um, a lot of people rip on Pocahontas, but the songs are so good. Colors of the Wind. Come on. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm a Lion King person. Definitely a Lion King person. And I think that's why we get along. Probably. That's got to be it. It's got to be it. Yeah. Um, also, the new car- the new um, cartoons show um, on Disney. It's- what is it? The Lion Guard or something yes, like that? Yes, Lion Guard. I haven't, I haven't watched it. But I've heard about it, and I want to watch it. It's very, very good. Uh-huh. It's this. Uh, it's this idea that um, uh, so Simba, Simba is the king, and he uh-huh. has in this in the in the second movie he has a daughter, right? So right. now it's further in time, and he has a younger son, and the it, it's the son of the king's job to be in charge of the Lion Guard, which is like this special. I don't know, um, Secret Service. I don't know, right? Like, like the, why, the, was, the most why did elite. Simba never get this job when he was a kid? <laughs> right? It's yeah, like uh, yeah. the the elite soldiers. Um, and the Lion Guard hasn't been active for a long time. And he's still very young, but he, um, you know, the dad tells him, like, it's it's time to do that. And so he goes out to find the best, uh, you know, the, the very best uh not soldiers, but I guess, yeah, soldiers, right, for the mm-hmm. Lion Guard. <clears throat> and, of course, he doesn't choose lions. He chooses all these other different animals who are all his friends. And he identifies <laughs> in each and every one Nepotism of them. Nepotism at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he, he recognizes in each of them these unique qualities that are necessary for – that he feels are necessary for a good team, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, oh, but it's it's so good. It's 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 really really good if you can if you can watch it. Um, definitely, at least even just the first episode is like a mini movie. It's really good. So so it's like My Little Pony Friendship is Magic in the African savanna. because uh, <laughs> they each have their I know, own I know, piece of a team. Yeah, I know. I'm simplifying it. You're yeah. I think I think <laughs> it's a stretch. Um, yeah. No, but it's My Little Pony is yeah. is, is is very good. Um, yes, it is. And at that, different too. but it's yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like 
it's 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 just so cool to see Simba and Nala, you know, like freaking out when he like starts, <laughs> you know, bringing all these different uh, animals together to to become the guard, and Mufasa is still like this like guiding spirit. Oh, it's so good! Mm-hmm. You have to you have oh, to check it out. Oh, I yeah. should watch it. Yeah. I should watch it. Yeah. James Earl Jones came out of retirement now. You know, he's Mufasa again. He's Darth Vader again. The nineties. He's got a sweet contract are, with. Are uh, alive now again. That's yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's going on. Although Star Wars, not so much the '90s, but uh, no, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. But him and and Disney are are tight right now. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So the one of the first movies I saw this weekend because I just wanted to kind of uh, I just wanted a movie that I found extremely entertaining and funny, and also had good music. Um, this has become one of my favorite movies: Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Okay, haven't seen the movie, read what? the comics. Okay. Read the comics. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> so wait, good. Wait, 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 okay, okay, okay. The movie is so good. <laughs> the movie is so I've I've heard so I've heard that too. Good. I've heard that too. <laughs> because it is it is it feels like the comic book. Um and if you if you've read the comic then you know that it's quirky and Scott is just kinda weird and yeah. um well, it's Michael Sarah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah. It's, I would have never thought that Michael Sarah would be a good Scott Pilgrim, but his version. I would have of Scott never Pilgrim. thought he would have been a good lot of things, <laughs> <laughs> but he works. Yeah, no, no, and it, it definitely works. It's quirky, but the music is really good. The mm-hmm. and then the fight scenes. I've heard the soundtrack. Yeah, no, the soundtrack. the soundtrack is great, and the fight scenes are so so good that it's. It has no right to be as good as it is. You know, there's no reason why a, f- uh, a fight between Michael Sarah and Jason Schwartzman should be as exciting as it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's it is true. really good. So and that was one of those like, like, I just needed a shot of something that could really like just shake me out of my funk and just make me smile and laugh. And and that movie, that movie does it. Because it's just, it's so, it is so funny. Brandon Routh plays um, one of the one of the evil ex-boyfriends. Um, so this yeah. Chris Evans, but Brandon Routh, he plays the one that's a vegan. So he has his <laughs> vegan powers. And it is, it's just so absurd. The movie is just so stupid. I mean, the characters are so stupid. I love it so much. So, so much. Like, I'm smiling the whole time. I'm smiling now just uh, remembering it. Oh man, that one! I need. I needed that one this weekend. I feel like just reliving watching the movies is bringing you out of the funk. Uh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not so much in the funk anymore. Now yeah. I'm just mostly sick. <laughs> now you're getting boost. Now you're getting booster booster shots now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that and Scott Pilgrim is one of those movies I've seen repeatedly over the years because if because it has such a like a positive effect. I really like that movie. All right, what does he got? Good movie. What else do I have? Well, okay. So it's been a really long time since I watched this one. Um, but on, so we've got my like inspiring movies, my Disney movies, my feel good movies. This one is just pure ridiculousness. Um, Billy Madison. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. when I feel like I need to laugh, and I'm not a huge adam sandler fan but billy madison was like one of the first movies that like as a kid i watched this when i was like 
when did it come out? I must have been like eight when this movie came out. And I watched it. Yeah. And I wasn't supposed to watch it, but I loved it. <laughs> um, I watched this movie so many times back when Blockbuster was a thing. I rented it 20 times. Whoa. Do you know how much money that is? That's a lot of money. $5 a rental yeah. 20 times. I paid over $100 for this movie. Why over didn't $100. you just buy it? Um, Because I was a stupid kid. Gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, I might have been like nine or ten. But yeah, yeah. I wa- I've watched the movie a million times. I can probably quote like half the movie. It's got a good bunch of good one-liners that just make you laugh. <laughs> um, stop looking at me, Schwan. Best, best thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like that one. It's just, it's good to laugh and be silly, much like your Scott Pilgrim, um, your love of Scott Pilgrim. You know, it's it's yeah. fun. These are like, when we talked about music, right? These are power-ups. Uh, you know, is that the way I like to oh, see yeah. it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things that like, I guess with music for me, it, there's nothing that makes me like laugh necessarily. Like, I don't know. I'll get in a mood where I don't want to listen to any kind of music because I don't want anything. Like if it's happy music, it's, oh, it's too happy. And if it's sad music, I don't want to feel sad <laughs> and I just want to be done with it. And I'll just listen to talk radio. This, I mean, there's, with like movies like Braveheart and Disney movies and stuff. There are those, there's the action in some parts. There's some funny in Disney, but both of them have these moments where it like pulls you down and you're sad and, and you're feeling for the, the, the characters in the movies. Um, but Billy Madison is just ridiculous and stupid. And even though he has all these kind of things going on, uh, I mean, his dad is going to basically disown him if he doesn't finish 12 years of school in in what like a like six months or something like that um i mean it's a ridiculous premise it would never happen and it's just goofy and you can laugh you don't necessarily have to feel sad or or angry or or happy well you would be happy but you don't have to feel anything you just laugh just laugh. Yeah, it's good. Good one-liners. There's a there's a penguin running around. They they light dog poop on fire on people's doorsteps. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. It's just good. <laughs> when was the last time you saw it? <laughs> Actually, I think I saw it. Uh, the last time I saw it, there was a longer period between. But I I think I saw it like a year ago. Um, when I was, um, staying with my, my brother's daughters, um, and they were like 17 and, and I don't know, 17 and 12. So we were watching that, um, and they thought it was hilarious and stupid because they, I mean, (laughs) they don't, they don't get like the big giant phones and the i mean it was from the 90s um but uh before that it had been like i want to say at least six years before i since the last time i saw it but um it is one of those things that like it would as a kid especially you're a teenager i would watch it just to like not be angsty 
because <laughs> um, there's a lot of angst. There's a lot of angst as a as a teenager and a and a a young adult. Yeah, mm-hmm. there can be. <laughs> um, so, I think with you know with all these movies, at least I believe that, and and you know bringing it back to to the whole, um, you know, to geek therapy to bringing it back to the library. I believe that if it's my favorite movie, there's there's a reason why it's my favorite movie, even if I don't realize mm-hmm. it. You know, um, that's kind of the the whole idea behind what we're doing is that when somebody's really into something or they're a fan of something, I I think that there are things way way deeper that are speaking to them, even though if you're not conscious of it. So I I I I want to use this as a preface for the the last movie that I saw over the weekend, which is. One of my favorites, and I couldn't remember how it fit into that, into everything I just said. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a movie called The Pianist, um, starring Adrian Brody. I have not seen it, but it's definitely on my list of things to watch. I think it was on Netflix for a while. It might still be. Yeah, it's a very it's it's not a. So it's a movie about the Holocaust, and. Yeah. It is it is not a happy film, um, but I couldn't remember. I could pinpoint the reasons why all these other movies hit me a particular way, and I only remember I only remember liking the pianist or loving the pianist, and and as as just a great movie, a movie that I couldn't uh, stop watching. Right, like once it started, I wanted to watch it beginning to end, and I was just completely into it and I think it's amazing and I've seen it many times but it's been a few years so now that I've watched it again um, at least what the the insights that I got from watching it now <clears throat> were that he like, uh, the the main character he, he he's in the middle of it and you kind of see everything from his perspective but as as bad as everything is he constantly has these very small wins. Mm-hmm. So, and they're kind of tied to how he was before everything went down. So he his job was to bring joy to people as a musician. Um, he was respected um, as an artist. He was a really nice guy. He was He was always looking out for his family. So when things started happening and people started getting moved... Um, little by little, all of those things came back and helped him in some way that helped him survive and move forward and move forward. And the movie does this great thing where from one scene to the next, a whole year has passed. And they don't say that a whole year has passed. And there's small clues as to what exactly has happened. But you realize that he's he's surviving and he's going on. And people from his past continue to appear later on. And it's kind of... In a way, you could see it as like karma, you know? Um, mm-hmm. He just did some – he was good enough that things didn't turn out as badly for him later. And and that's subjective too. I mean, you know, if you're losing family members left and right, that's not necessarily a good thing. But he was able to survive and because yeah. other people um, were there to help him. So so this time when I watched that, I saw it as a movie of like survival and of small wins, right? It was these small things – that added up and and were able to move him forward and helped him survive this horrible, horrible experience. Yeah. 
that may not necessarily sound like it's relevant to anything, you know, that that I'm feeling now, but I I definitely saw a connection, you know. Sometimes we mm-hmm. see the things are we only see the the bad and we don't realize that there's actually a lot of good stuff and that things aren't as bad as as we think they are. Well, and that you can survive things that are yeah, horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. I don't think he's better off at the end because of any of any of those things, you know, but it's just Yeah. He was able to move forward a little more. And and honestly, there's even there's a strange part of me that was well, there's a strange part ab- about the movie that I think I can't really see his motivation. Like it's not like he has this end goal in mind. He's kind of just going through the motions and surviving moment by moment t- trying to get through this thing and and I don't know that 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 I think there's something there's there's something to that that could speak to a lot of people in particular moments you know you don't it's hard to not have a direction it's hard to not have this end goal in mind it's mm-hmm. a lot easier if you're moving towards something but sometimes things are it's hard to see you know and in this movie, he's just moving forward. And and there's something about that, like that just moving forward consistently, regardless of everything that's happening, that it just, it's always spoken to me. And and I think that's why I, it it's definitely one of my favorite movies. And I don't know, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, but not if you're looking to get cheered up or anything like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. And again, I mean, I don't know, that, that's... It's a powerful movie. It's a very powerful movie. It's also just just uh, as a as a fictional, you know, look into a historic, uh, you know, in, into history. It's a very personal way to see it. Also, mm-hmm. well, that's my last one. Those were those were. It's only been a couple days, right? <laughs> so it's only been a couple. Yeah, days. but uh, yeah. I saw I saw a lot of movies, and um, like I said, I think they all helped me in different ways to. To kind of put some thoughts together, get things, uh, get me out of that just like, you know, really, I felt really, really down. Um, and part of it is that, you know, existential part. Like, well, what do I do now? And, yeah. And what is this all for? And, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I, 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 I didn't feel hopeless because I haven't felt, felt hopeless in a very long time. But I did feel. But it's like a what's next? Like, what do I do now? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I did feel directionless. <laughs> um, and it's helpful. So I, I feel, other than physically being sick now, I feel, I feel emotionally and mentally a lot better. This is good. Yes. This is a good thing. Yep. So those are my movies. Do you have any others that you want to, um, that are your go-tos? Um, okay. So there's one more. Oh, there's a couple more. But. Pick one. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, ah, it's decisions. Um, I guess Lord of the Rings already ties into like the Braveheart, the inspirational, like, uh, kind of, um, action and like powerful score kind of, uh, movie. But Titanic is a movie I've seen like 50 billion times. I saw it in the theaters five times, including one of those times was when it came out in theaters in 3D. Um, yeah. I still um, don't, rem- don't remember what exactly it was 
about that time period that made us go back to the movies to see Titanic over and over again. Everybody did I, that, right? That's why yeah, I made so much yeah. money. I don't understand. It was just such a good movie. It, I, it was so good. Well, actually, so so yeah, it may not be remembered that way now, but when it came out, it was a special effects masterpiece, right? It was like there were oh, things yeah. shown in that movie that had never been seen before. It was it mm-hmm. was awe-inspiring, you know. The seamless like going from the underwater shots of the the actual Titanic ship from now yeah to a reconstruction of the ship back then and the Oh actual, but that, and that's like, like simple compared to like once it's breaking in half to like, and you're when it's breaking people yeah, are sliding the, down the actual model they had for it like yeah. oh yeah maybe oh, that's why so good yeah but yeah good movie but i like the story anyway yeah. but that but it's also one of those movies like if i want to just cry mm. I'll, i i know i'm going to cry i know all these people are going to die. The scene with the old people on the bed with the water rising underneath them gets every me every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. Not so much the never let go, Jack. Yeah. Maybe when I the first few times I watched it, it got me. But The um, string quartet. Like, oh, that stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think... that not, And it wasn't the, the, the never let go, Jack, but when she's trying to yell for help when she's on the the floating piece of wreckage in the water mm-hmm. and she like it, she can't get her voice to yell for help and, get, and she just tries her hardest and she finally gets it and somebody comes to save her um, and just the determination afterward for her to do all the things she said she was going to do with him um, and live a full life and kind of honor all those people that died and tell us the story as an old lady Yes, and tell us a story, and then drop the damn diamond in the water. Uh, she's a lying, crazy old lady. Spoilers for Titanic. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's it's one of those things. There were there are a few moments that are that are funny in the movie, and um, there is some action, but it it is mostly the drama of it. Um, yeah. My, I think my favorite scene in the movie is when she goes on uh, to the the party under under decks under the deck and like starts dancing with the steerage, and uh, I love that scene. I loved it. But there was something about that movie, like that. I remember the radio station uh, when I was in high school playing like some uh, mix of of a song with the heart will go on song. <laughs> and like, it was like, it was everywhere. It was everywhere. It was. I can't think of anything quite like it now, except maybe frozen. Huh? In what way? Like just the, the, it being everywhere, or like, like the cultural the music and, and the, prom- yeah, the promotional stuff. <sighs> I don't, I don't think any drama movie um, dramatic kind of movie like that is promoted nearly as much now. I mean, yeah, we see trailers and stuff on it. Um, and, and marketing for movies is different now than it used to be. Um, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. It was... But, like, where, when else would you have, like, Celine Dion on a pop station, like a, a Today's Hits pop station? Like, it was a song from a movie... Um, 
I guess Hunger Games kind of did that, but it's that's more like young adult rather than like a straight up period piece. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, um, dr- dramas don't make that kind of money anymore. You know, they're not the big no. blockbusters. No, it's the superhero movies and the action movies that make the money. Yeah, it's always weird to still see Titanic on that list, right? Um, mm-hmm. When a movie is doing really well, it's like, oh, it just be Titanic's, uh, you know. It's still the benchmark, yeah. even though it's been surpassed a few times. Yeah, um, yeah. No, but you're right. There's no other drama like that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so is Titanic then for you like a just a like a, a go to like a a just oh, what it, is it about it? It. it, it I think it's a go-to for just, like, if I want to feel, like, raw emotion and, like... Yeah, yeah. And, I don't know. It, and, and it's very... It's about the relationships and building relationships and not caring what other people think. Um, and I think for me, if I'm in a mood where I'm, like, down about how other people see me, say, at work or... Um, I don't know, because I get that imposter syndrome kind of thing where I feel like, what do I know what I'm doing? Everyone seems to think when I know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. What am I doing with my life? That kind of <laughs> existential crisis. Yeah. Um, like I used to get in grad school, I would get all this feedback about like telling me that uh, basically that I was right when I would comment on something in class. And then later I'm like, I have no idea what I just said. Like, what they, they think I know what I'm doing. What are they talking about? And then watching things like Titanic um, with the, like... Sounds like you need know, some Matrix trilogy in your life. I, I, I need some <laughs> Matrix trilogy in my life. The whole thing. No, what thing. I need is some Titanic and, like, who cares what other people think? And I can do this and, you know, she's able to go on and do all the things that she said she was going to do. And so what? Yeah, but I think get everyone else. I think the the <laughs> what you said about just like feeling something, right? Like feeling that raw mm-hmm. emotion. I think that's kind of um, what the mission that I was on, right? It's like I want to feel mm-hmm. something different. I want to feel. I want to feel something, and and I want to think about something. You know, so I, I tried to. Yeah. I definitely had like a whole that playlist that I played over the weekend was kind of crazy, but it definitely shook me out of wherever I was. It got me unstuck and it was uh, very good for me anyway. So. Yeah. I don't think that list would work for me. Yeah. No, no, no. It may not work for everybody. Some things it might, you know, but not that whole list. The matrix trilogy (laughs) will work for everybody, but everything else is is very subjective. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, um, I'd like to hear what other people's uh, movies are too. So please uh, definitely let us know. On social media or email us if it's uh want to keep it more personal. I I'd love to hear because uh, these you know hearing the why you would watch one of these movies right um, again yeah. the idea there there is an intention behind it even if it is just even if the intention is to just avoid the feelings that you're having that's still an intention right but I think we we don't talk enough about the the other reasons why you might want to do it. Um, yeah, if you want to, like, if you just watch something new on Netflix, you may have a reason you're watching it, but 
it's something new. You could just be putting whatever on. If you're watching something that you have seen before, you're taking the time out of your life to watch something that you've seen before yeah. and want to watch it again yeah. and experience it again. Yeah. Yep. And there's a reason for that. Yep. So let us know uh, at geektherapy.com or at geektherapy on Twitter. Um, we will be back next week to talk more about the Geek Therapy Library, which is a resource for parents and teachers and clinicians to help fans better communicate about how they're feeling and um, about and talk about what's important to them. And I've got a few days after my operation where I'm recovering, so my plan is to go 100% into the wiki and make some strides there. I will be doing absolutely nothing because yeah. I will be at Disneyland. Uh-huh. But thank you for your. I wish you luck with that. At least <laughs> encourage me from there. <laughs> I will. I will send some good vibes uh, my way while I'm uh, in pain. I'll be at the top. But, of, I'll be at the top of Thunder Mountain. I hope Postway is doing an entry right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we get things done here. All right. Thanks, Lara. Lara is at Geek Therapist on Twitter. I am Josue A. Cardona on Twitter. And yeah, we'll be we'll be back next week. If um, yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll, we'll be, be back. back.